Welcome to Machine Learning. I want to talk about a um, the author of Unreasonable Hospitality. He did a really good job in presenting the idea of being able to see things from a new perspective. He says, you have to be unreasonable to see a world that does not exist. Powerful idea. You have to be unreasonable to see a world that does not exist. You know, as a software developer, I'm constantly thinking about how the machine will be able to help bring automation to people who are uh, struggling to do their work. So just like I was talking yesterday about bounder, uh, boundaries for leadership, we have boundaries which we engage in for our particular work, and we can't seem to go outside those boundaries without authority. But it's always nice when that particular work becomes more efficient or easier or more accurate. One of the things that he also said that I liked was um, if you strive for human connection, you must be vulnerable to establish genuine connection. I remember um, my mission president telling me that that was important. Genuine connection was very important. In fact, he, he wrote a book about that, about how it was genuine connection was like a window or a doorway to establish a meaningful relation so that genuine connection is what makes lasting memory. So if America was once a industrial manufacturing society, then it transformed to post-industrial and became a knowledge-based society or service-based, then the next logical step is to become a hospitality-based society. And how do we do that? We serve the, the people the way we, they want to be served. And we do that through listening to what they want. Um, I remember one time we were in a restaurant and we were having a sandwich and soup, soup and sandwich. And we realized on the menu that it didn't have Pepsi. And my wife likes Pepsi. And she made this comment that she was disappointed that they didn't have Pepsi. Well, the owner or manager of that soup and salad uh, shop heard that. And he went to a store and got her a can of Pepsi. And we were just so amazed that he would be so 
unreasonably hospitable to accommodate something he heard. And we, I've never forgot that, and to tell you the truth. It was absolutely amazing level of service. Now, what drove that individual to want to perform at that level? You know, it was just a 35-cent can of Pepsi, but it, it positioned his performance in my mind forever. I can't think of anyone that has performed at that level to ensure that we felt wanted and comfortable and served. That was really unique. Um, I remember talking to a lady at the temple and she was telling me, and this I was just uh, happened to uh, be greeting her, and she was telling me that she had been in Japan and that the Buddhist monastery that she had visited as a young lady, when she had arrived, they had prepared all day for her, just for her. And they had everything from the tea ceremonies to um, the whole evening events focused only on her. Extraordinary level of service. And she never forgot that experience and had very fond things to say about the Buddhist monastery. The power of vulnerability Extend an invitation. The purpose is not what you do, but what happens in others from what you do. See, that's where I'm starting to be um, more proactive. I've been thinking a lot about what am I doing? I, obviously, I get a ticket that comes in with something that is a request. But how do I take that ticket and make it into something extraordinary? Um, there was one case where there was a ticket that came in and I um, was able to generalize it and increase the functionality such that it, it impacted the whole company. And I, and I passed that on in my one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. But it's really not important that you get the recognition for it. What is important with unreasonable hospitality is that the particular thing that you do impacts the person who's making the request. Um, how did it improve their ability to accomplish their work? And what was the end result of that functionality for helping them please their customers or the people that they were trying to impress. It is absurd to think that there is one best entity. Instead, what did they do that to impact the world? See, if you're just looking at performance, 
and how well you do something, um, you might be, as he was, the best best uh, restaurant in New York. And yet he came in, his team came in 50th place in the world. And he started realizing that it wasn't just the impact on performance that mattered, but on the impact on people. And when he started to realize that impact on people was what mattered, he began to extend his service into very creative things like um, a, a girl came to his restaurant and she was obsessed about Christmas, so they showed her around the 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 um, the kitchen, and then they set up a train set. So he had a special team that was just for hospitality, and they set up a train set for her, and had caviar on the train set. Another one was a, a man and woman couldn't go to a resort. Uh, delay of airlines, so they came to the restaurant. The staff heard about that. They knew that they were coming. They set up an area of the restaurant, put down beach sand that they got from Home Depot, and served them uh, drinks on beach uh, chairs with an umbrella and and made that special. He realized this once when he had listened to a group of men come in who had toured most of the famous restaurants in New York and they were ready to go home and they had mentioned that they hadn't had a certain type of hot dog. And so he ran out and he bought a hot dog and he had the chef cook it, uh, cut it up into four separate pieces and then put garnish on it. But the reaction or the impact on his customers was tremendous. He said he's never seen um, that kind of reaction. They were startled. Not startled, that's the wrong word. They were delighted at at the hospitality. Um, well, and I had an, another idea, but it, it's uh, evaded me, so it must not be important. Serve yourself. Put on that oxygen mask. On uh, then put the mask. Uh, put the mask on your kids. And the reason why you do that is if you uh, try to just serve everyone all the time, you're going to burn out. You need to take care of yourself first. Make sure you take care of yourself physically. You eat properly. You you're in a good uh, mental state and you feel good and you feel safe and you're not afraid and your your sense of well-being is good, then go help others. I've told my kids and my wife after 50-some-odd years of a life or more, I could tell you exactly the number of years, but the most important thing that you can do in your life is safeguard your sense of well-being. Even Jesus said, be of good cheer, meaning you should never allow another human being to make yourself feel miserable. 
just just, just ask to leave. Just uh, remove yourself. But if they start throwing punches at you, um, come and talk to me because I will show you how to defend yourself. Okay, brainstorm what you can want to accomplish. Never underestimate the ideas and creativity of a member of your team. That requires teamwork. You have to talk. Um, and I liked the the, the uh, talk yesterday on Boundaries for Leaders where he said that one of the managers or owners, he brought a tip. He was the best performing person in the company, and he just seemed like an average person, but he would always bring a tip, a useful tip in the 15-minute meeting that could help people improve either their sales or some insight that might be helpful for them. Hospitality should be a genuine pleasure helping other people. That causes your satisfaction at work to skyrocket. If you can learn and teach your peers, it make, increases your value. Your peers are like, oh, cool, I really like that. I was talking to an intern today, and uh, I was showing him AWS Cloud and Azure Cloud and showing him some of the services uh, in there and, and giving him kind of an overview. And he wanted to know if he should learn that. I said, I think it's a good idea because the world has moved to that area and, you know, they want to be able to provide functionality on that platform. So hopefully that was something that I, I had learned that I could teach him. And he said he appreciated me taking time to uh, teach him the about that technology. You can be perfect at many components. I thought that was an interesting insight, too. He said, you can't be perfect overall, but you can work, get focused, don't get distracted, work your checklist, work things by the book, and eventually you can get very perfect at those com particular components. I remember reading a book called Work the, work, the, work the System, and in that he proposed that companies should be like NASA. They should take all their procedures and document it. And so you have the whole complete system, and everything is worked by the book. Documentation is critical. Work your checklist. Be humble enough to work the checklist. Be humble enough to be uh, dedicated to process. And uh, be really nice to people who you interact with. You don't need absolute clarity to start moving. That was the important thing. Just just start moving. Start doing something that is unreasonably hospitable. You know, it's such a hard word to say. It's not hostile, but hospitable. So it's just the opposite. This is a positive connotation. The other is a negative connotation. Recognize one size fits all. Each, take each case one by one, try to learn from it, try to, to see if you can draw things out from what you observe and hear to do something impactful. Each day I'm taking time when I see people in the elevator to ask them what they do and what their role is 
and if there's something that I can, I can do to help uh, empower their their life. That's not wrong. People don't look at you and go, oh, you're weird, you're an IT guy. I'm the brains behind the system guy. I know more about how to get information that they need than they could ever dream of. Uh, empowering systems with ownership, very important. Satisfaction goes up. Give gifts as a part of the job. And those can be not necessarily gifts of physical gifts. They can be spiritual, emotional, and relational gifts. Um, because you want to make an impact. You want to create a feeling of excitement in that individual. You know, a small gift is just as impactful as a big gift. Every year I give a gift to all my girls, and I've done that for several years now as a form of inheritance. And I do that on my birthday, and that's a gift that I like to see and their response as they receive something of, of great value. I'm going to change that when I turn 60. Oops, told you my age. But um, when I turn 60, I'm going to change that to something a different type of gift that I feel is important. He said, what gets measured gets managed. And that is a huge thing to think about because if you can measure it, it can be managed. And the whole point of organizational behavior upon which all corporations were based is management. Organizational structure, organizational behavior, organizational planning, organizational theory is the basis of modern corporations. You can either operate that organization by a carrot or you can operate it by a stick. But it's, it's not being measured inside, and it will not be managed. And again, I want to close with, you have to be unreasonable to see a world that does not exist. Be actively engaged in building the future for money or not money. And that was the, the thing that he was pointing out. The hospitality is genuine. You're seeking human connection. Money is just a byproduct of that. That's the end result. What you really want is for them to say, that was an amazing experience. 